0: Hello and welcome to Music of the Mat, the podcast devoted exclusively to the music of pro wrestling. It's all part of the Voices of Wrestling podcast network. I'm your host, Andrew Rich. This is episode 135 and it's another Music Memories episode. And today I am joined by a returning guest here. He is one of the hosts of the Jumping Bomb Audio podcast, as well as the Panels on Pages podcast. It's Kelly Harris. Hello, Kelly.
2: Hey, everybody. How you doing? Happy to be here.
0: Yeah, it's good to have you back on, of course. Um, Doing a little back-to-back dose here of uh, Jumping Bomb Audio because (laughs) on the last episode, I had your co-host on, Taylor.
2: Oh, that's right. Uh, yeah, you're yeah. here,
0: so you know that's that's pretty cool. And um, and it's been a while since you've been on. Actually, uh, last time you were on was four years ago for the Young Bucks episode, and that was right before All In. Wow. <laughs> yeah, so it's been a good long while there, Kelly. But uh, <laughs> but uh, but how are things going for you these days?
2: Pretty good. I mean, the world's always on fire, but it seems like it's getting slightly less on fire. So you know, <laughs> things are going all right.
0: Yeah, a lot's changed since then, that's for sure. Um, A lot has not changed since then as well. Yeah. But um, I think the biggest change uh, connecting to All In would be AEW, of course. And uh, speaking of which, you and I are going to meet up in person for the first time uh, next month at the Forbidden Door Show in Chicago, which should be a lot of fun. And um, we're going to be in one of those nice suites as well, Kelly. No dirty, stinking, filthy masses for us. We're going to be... High above the plebs on that night. So I'm looking forward to it.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's, it's going to be great. It's going to be awesome to see everyone from Voices of Wrestling. It's going to be great to not deal with any of those dirty wrestling fans. <laughs> Disgusting. But not you if you're listening. If you're listening, you're beautiful. You smell great. <laughs> of course. Of course. Yeah. Um, and I remember I woke up around
0: 11 that day uh, when the pre-sale started. And right away, I just saw people online being like, there's 4,000 people ahead of me in the line. I'm (laughs) never going to get through to get tickets. And the Russell Ticks seating chart just got more and more desolate as the minutes ticked away. And it's like, you know, we've all been there, of course. We've all been part of the mad dash for tickets. But sometimes, you know, it's just it's nice to pay a little bit more and be part of a suite and not have to worry about that craziness. You know, so we made the right choice in that regard, Kelly, I think.
2: Oh, for sure worth every penny because he was even just a pain in the ass trying to get tickets for the Milwaukee show that's coming up like I had a I was in the queue for a while and I ended up with tickets that I'm honestly not super happy with but it's <laughs> like eh, I'll go to the show still <laughs>
0: yeah I mean AEW is a pretty hot ticket these days just in general yeah and doing their first ever joint show with New Japan in Chicago in the United Center that's a really big deal. So no wonder they sold out all those tickets in, in you know mere minutes. Yeah. Um and again, it's nice to not be part of that whole scramble. You know, you, you do feel like with the suite, you do feel like a Morden Joe just looking down. <laughs> do not become addicted to the tickets. They will take yeah. hold of you and you will hate their absence. You know, you you do feel like a god in that respect, Kelly.
2: Yeah, we'll pour down a little water for the people when we're up in the suite. It'll be great. Yeah, Nathan
0: Jones will be there. It'll be a lot of fun for sure. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> um, but anyway, uh, we're here today to do another Music Memories episode. I do these every so often to, to break things up. And um, for those that don't know, uh, Music Memories is when I have on a guest and they talk about three memories of their wrestling fandom that are strongly linked to music in some way. Could be from a certain wrestler, a certain show, a video game, an album a TV show or movie about wrestling, perhaps. And uh, it's meant to be just a quick and casual conversation about these memories and uh, no real hard analysis of the songs themselves. And um, I gotta say, Kelly, I'm a little shocked you didn't pick Lana's theme. I'm a bit surprised.
2: Oh, yeah. Man, I'm still sad she got got let go because we're never going to hear that song ever again. (laughs) It is a shame. It is a shame, yeah. I mean, who among us
0: does not have strong memories of I mean,
2: it's
0: just the best. It's part of our DNA at this point, for God's sake. God, but, um, so good. Yeah, yeah. But uh, but no, in all seriousness, you do have some pretty good picks here. Um, pretty obvious ones as well, looking at the list. But uh, hey, look, it's your episode. There's no wrong answers, obviously. So it's going to be fun regardless, I think. Yeah. All right,
2: so want to just jump right into it then? Let's get into it. Yeah. Uh, Kelly, what is your first music memory for us so my first music memory brings us to will osprey's theme uh elevated by it lives it breathes This song, more than anything to me, represents my 2019 trip to Japan and just seeing Osprey win the best of the Super Juniors against Shingo. So it's like it's that song is just forever tied to that trip. And like I the song itself, it's it's fine. Like, I like it. It's nothing I would listen to, you know, outside of it being a wrestling theme. But like, it's just so... like oddly emotional for me cuz there is the moment when like you know Osprey wins and it's just like i had this weird moment of like yeah buddy we did it like you won i'm here for the first time in japan here i am in sumo hall just in a in one of the boxes just watching this incredible show like i i want to go back so bad <laughs> <laughs> i'm i'm so glad i got to go when i did before everything caught fire as i said earlier
0: <laughs> yeah that that 2019 for will osprey that was just a pantheon level year for him i mean yeah. you know he's still the best in the world right now of course you know but but that year in particular it was like every match bang 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 great match after great match and that was true for super juniors too i mean him and shingo yeah. had that contest to see who could have the most bangers you know in that tournament and it culminated in that final which is just incredible and one match of the year everywhere and i am i am very jealous you got to see that one live that's for sure um i mean i did see bucks versus lucha brothers in the cage live last year oh yeah that's which good is another match of the year winner of course i did see that but um i would have loved to have seen shingo versus osprey live uh, especially with the pandemic that came around later and um put a little damper on on traveling and yeah. and big japanese crowds and all that stuff kelly so
2: yeah and like that that match is it's my f- favorite match i've ever seen live and it's one of those where i'm like it's five stars and i can't even really look at it objectively just because it's like no it was the best like i i was there and it was incredible so nothing is wrong with it every minute of it is perfect <laughs> And it's just, like, I always remember the guy in the box next to us just in full, like, Bushi cosplay. It was just, like, <laughs> Bushi was sitting next to us, and he's going nuts for Shingo and stuff. And just after the match, we're all celebrating, like, gave each other the double thumbs up. <laughs> just It was such a cool moment to be able to, like, just experience that with just this whole crowd. and And, you know the Japanese fans are very respectful. No one ever makes noise.
0: Oh, of course, yes. Very, very silent, very peaceful. Never get rowdy, ever. Right, yeah.
2: (laughs) Yeah. No, couldn't be further from the truth. Everyone was just losing their minds. It was so good. And just, yeah, that whole, that song just represents that whole trip to me where it was just some of the cool, like the coolest two weeks of my life. Like, I, I can't wait to go back and that match is something I'll, I pop on every now and then and just confirm to myself, like, yep, still rules, still love this. <laughs> yeah, and they've had more
0: matches since then, which have also been amazing. Like that Oh yeah. That Shingo Osprey rivalry has just been absolutely tremendous, that's for sure. Um who else was with you on that trip, by the way? It was you, John, I think Taylor, who else?
2: Yeah, so in the in our in the box we were in, it was me, Taylor uh Paul and then Taylor's friend Albert who famously fell asleep during a recording of wrestling omakase. <laughs> <laughs> and then yeah, John and uh Quinlan were also there. They were I think that was the show they got front row seats to. I could be wrong, but I think that's why they weren't in the box with us. But yeah, it's it, it was it was a fun uh Voices of Wrestling Brain Trust going to go wander around Japan and hold my hand and make sure I don't get lost. Yeah,
0: yeah, I I remember seeing all those photos of you guys over there and going to all these different shows. And it's like, man, I cannot wait to go over there on the next trip. And the next trip never came because of the pandemic. Mm -hmm. And it's like, yeah, that's a lesson for you that nothing lasts forever. You know, whether it's because of a pandemic or in the case of Osprey and this theme song, Elevated, a change in character, you know yeah. these Halcyon days, golden eras, whatever you want to call them, they don't go on forever. They do end. Yeah. So appreciate the good times while they're here because they can just go away like that, Kelly.
2: Yeah, and it's such a babyface theme. Like he couldn't, he couldn't use that as a heel. No.
0: No, I brought that up with Neil David a few episodes ago, right?
2: Yeah, it just pumps you up. You're just, you can't, you can't boo a guy with that. I mean, you can, but <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of people don't like him, obviously, but you can't boo that guy with that theme. It's it's just, it's so just gets you ready and gets you excited to see something cool about to happen. And like, I was thinking about it last night, actually, like. I'd have to go through and really kind of do a ranking of the best matches I've seen live. I think Osprey's in like three of my top five. Cause I've got the, the match with Shingo. I've got the mania weekend match against Matt Riddle. And then very recently the Chicago match against Mox. Right. Right. Like just so good.
0: Yeah. Yeah. W- were you there when Osprey Russell Dragon Lee at Dominion and won the junior yes. title? Did you see that?
2: Yes, that man. That's another amazing two. match, right? I mean,
0: it's it's incredible again how amazing his year was that year, and he's still pumping out all these bangers, you know, like nothing. It's it's crazy, but um, but uh, but yeah. All right, well, that's the first one done. Uh, Kelly, what is your second music memory?
2: So my second music memory comes to us from. I, I said it in the pre-show, uh, Kevin Owens. Kevin Steen is who we're talking about here. Uh, His Ring of Honor theme, Unsettling Differences by Blue Smock Nancy. Represents just this entire era of Ring of Honor shows that I went to. Because he uh Ring of Honor started to run Turner Hall in Milwaukee, which is such a cool wrestling venue. It's it's kind it's an older music venue, essentially. Like it's the and you know it's older because you look up and there is like a net on the ceiling to protect you from any like falling ceiling parts. (laughs) (laughs) So that's how you know it's old but it's such a cool venue and it's perfect for wrestling and ring of honor used to run there all the time and eventually they outgrew it and they actually stopped coming to milwaukee for quite a while until they could find a bigger venue and then covid and all that stuff so then we and then they went out of business and tony khan bought them so now who knows if and when they'll ever come back or will where they'll run but like i just have such fond memories of those turner hall shows and kevin steen is a big part of it like the first show they had um in 2012 was the bruce city Beatdown, and the main event was jimmy jacobs and kevin steen versus the briscoes in an anything goes match and like the i think it was mark briscoe jumped off the uh the balcony because of course you've got to (laughs) Yeah. And it's, it's just so much, like there's so many good matches I've seen in that venue. And Kevin Owens is, just, or damn it, I did it again. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin Steen is just such a big part of that. Like that's, he was in the first match. I got to see the young bucks in live in person. It was a trios match. It was Elgin and the Briscoes versus Steen and the young bucks. And that was just so cool getting to see the bucks in person for the first time back in 2014. Like, I love that era of Ring of Honor. It's so good. And then uh, there was a little... uh, Right around that time, I want to say it was 20... The summer of 2014. I'm looking at a doc, because I have a doc that I keep with all the wrestling shows I've been to. (laughs) And, like, all the cage match results and stuff. So I've been referring to this. So in summer of 2014... Uh Bruce City Wrestling ran a show at the state fair in the Expo Center. And one of the people booked for that show was Kevin Steen. So it's like, hey, I'll go we'll go watch that. Why not? You know, can't look at cows and eat cream puffs all day. But so go go wait in the show. And I'm looking at like the merch table area, and there's just Kevin Kevin Steen just hanging out, just sitting there like waiting for people to come buy merch. And I was like, screw it, I'll go talk to him. And he was the, just the sweetest guy. Like these, awesome. Like, and if you ever get the chance to meet Kevin Steen, Kevin Owens, in some regard, do it. He's super cool. Uh, we we were talking about the, I think it was like the, not the previous Ring of Honor show in Milwaukee, but the one before that. There was a series of matches where it was uh, Kyle O'Reilly versus Eddie Edwards and Davey Richards versus uh, Bobby Fish. And I was telling of like how Davey did a Davey dive and just plowed through the front row and (laughs) stopped like maybe six inches from just wiping my mom out in the crowd (laughs) and he was like oh my god was she okay and I was like yeah yeah, no she was fine she was fine but just like it was this immediate concern he showed where he's like I know what Davy Dives can do to people (laughs) but yeah it was just so cool getting to meet him and like have a decent conversation because like again there was no one else around so we just kind of shot the shit for a while it was super cool. He's an awesome guy. Like, I've always kind of, ever, like, I always liked him before then, but ever since then, it's always been like, I really want this dude to just have as much success in wrestling as possible. So it's like, yeah, Ke- Kevin Steen, Kevin Owens, love that guy. Mm hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's no big
0: secret. Like, everything we've heard about Kevin, he is, like, the best guy ever. So <laughs> no big surprise there that he would show concern over the Davy dive on your, your your poor mother there, Kelly. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah um.
2: <laughs> and then uh, I remember one more thing about the that show is they... Bruce City played the same, like... Because at that point, I had had his entrance music on my iPhone or iPod. I don't remember what it was at that point that I had ripped from YouTube. And it had, was... <laughs> very shitty quality but it was the whatever and i realized when when he was coming in bruce city must have either ripped or was playing the same youtube video because i could hear the same like just weird audio (laughs) (laughs) it's like hang on a second this sounds like it's on my phone Yeah, I want to say he wrestled uh Beer City Bruiser at that show. I could I ah. could be ro- I could be misremembering cuz I actually don't have a match card for that one in my doc, but I'm pretty sure that's who he wrestled.
0: A uh, Milwaukee staple, Beer City Bruiser. Yep, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, um yeah, that era of ROH, they didn't come to my area around that time, I don't think. And um even if they did, I wrote an article last year for the VOW10 series I didn't go to wrestling shows at all for a very long time because I'm a bit of an introvert, and around that time I was in college as well and didn't have a car, so I didn't go to an ROH show until 2018, a War of the Worlds show. Okay, and that was a very different era than the one you talked about, and which itself was again a very different era from the classic, you know, shows of the mid 2000s. Um, We're talking like early days of the Sinclair years where Steen and Davey and Eddie and the Briscoes and Roderick Strong and and Scum and Cole and O'Reilly and Mike Mondo and and Jim Crenhead (laughs) and, you know, the Bucks were there for a little bit and then they were gone. So, I mean, overall, it was a a pretty good roster. It's just that it's kind of sandwiched in between the uh, nostalgic classic Gabe era of the mid 2000s. And the New Japan Bullet Club Elite era when they got really big with that association. So I wouldn't say that era is, you know, underrated. I think there were a lot of great matches during that time period. A lot oh, of gold in their hills. It's just that compared to, you know, those two other eras, you know, people may not have as deep of a nostalgic fondness for it, perhaps. Yeah. Um, But, I mean, look, trying to make Mike Mondo a thing
2: in any era is is a bit strange, Kelly. I can't lie. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Referring to my doc, that first uh, 2012 show I went to, uh, the second match, Jay Lethal defeats Mike Mondo. (laughs) Hey, there you go. (laughs) I remember seeing that. I was like, hang on. Because I actually, at at that time, I wasn't really following uh, Ring of Honor. So, I see him. I'm like, is that the Spirit Squad guy? He seems real angry now, but that's that's a spirit squad guy right there. <laughs> yeah, and then that era like led into pretty much honestly the rise of the bucks and getting us to AEW. Like one of the the shows. Uh, what is this one? It was I think Death Yeah, Death Before Dishonor Night One from uh 2014. That show had two of the best live matches I've ever seen with AJ Styles facing Kyle O'Reilly and the Briscoes versus the Bucks. Like I, those, both those matches are incredible. <laughs> it's like, yeah. And that, that era again, if we didn't have that era, I don't think there's an AEW. Yeah. I mean,
0: 2014, that was the beginning of the ROH New Japan relationship. Yeah. And the Bucks were certainly part of that. And, a few years later, along comes Kenny Omega, and then along comes Cody, and it just snowballs from there to AEW. Absolutely. Um, it's just, it's it's weird to look back on that era of ROH, and, and Kevin Steen in particular. Like, that whole thing of, like, the Generico feud, the Davey feud, the world title run and all that, that's, like, a decade ago already, if yeah. not more. It's <laughs> it's nuts. Like, and that's an era of ROH where, again, I wasn't following it fully but I was trying to keep up with it as best I could. And Steen was 100% the biggest deal in that company for those few years. You know, invading the shows and jujitsu jitsu jack-off and all that <laughs> stuff. Like, yeah, we'll probably never get that Kevin Steen ever again, I don't think. You know, he's firmly in the WWE bubble at this point. But it is fun to reminisce on Kevin Steen and ROH in those days. Um, maybe not so much the pay per views because the streams were awful back then so yeah i don't miss that part of it kelly that's for sure
2: yeah it was very much like oh this show is unwatchable literally i cannot watch this. <laughs> this this is horrible those days are finally for the most part behind us in at least american wrestling for the most part like still in japan you get nico nico and uh not great not great yeah, thankfully we reached a point
0: where technology has advanced and uh, the days of bad streams are are mostly behind us. We do get the occasional hiccup every now and again, um, including the Chicago New Japan show you went to last month, Kelly. That was pretty much unwatchable on Fight, unfortunately, so that, that did mm-hmm. suck for a lot of people. Um, but for the most part, we are pretty lucky when it comes to streaming wrestling shows these days, Kelly
2: yeah i still want to know what happened with that show because it was like that there were those issues and then the issues of getting everyone into the building
0: oh right i saw the photos online of like nobody there and yeah and you were in the slack like you know the line is ridiculous what the hell's going on so yeah
2: because like this the show had started we were still outside (laughs) (laughs) so yeah but yeah awesome show definitely uh now that it's fixed on the vod go back and watch it
1: (laughs) in the hobby it's not easy being a fan Off again, that's arena club.com/slash VOW net, arena club.com/slash VOW net for 10% off your first purchase on Arena Club. And we thank them for sponsoring the Voices of the Wrestling Podcast Network.
0: All right, time now for the third and final music memory. Uh, Kelly, what do you got?
2: All right, this is a song that honestly, until I looked it up, I don't think I really knew the title of. Uh, this is Stone Cold Steve Austin's theme, uh, I Won't Do What You Tell Me, by Jim Johnston. This, this is a classic. It's a classic song. If you grew up in the Attitude Era, and you hear "Glass Break" somewhere, you immediately expect Stone Cold Steve Austin to pop out of any somewhere, like just drop out of the ceiling and give you a stunner. A couple weeks back, my boss dropped her bowl that she brought her lunch in. I was like, "Oh man, Stone Cold's here!" <laughs> but yeah, like Stone Cold was my favorite wrestler growing up. Like I loved that dude looking back like i got one year for christmas i got a framed picture of stone cold and looking back what a weird gift of just a shirtless man in jean shorts like that's that's a bizarre gift to give to a child if you think about it but you know what it was cool as hell i hung it on my wall it was awesome and just like that you if you were watching i like i kind of wonder I was thinking about this with like WrestleMania this year when he, when Stone Cold showed up, I don't know what I would feel like of watching those segments. If I didn't live through him in his heyday, you know, it's like, would I even care? But it's like yeah, having seen all that, having lived through that, it's the ultimate nostalgia. Like I'm always going to pop for Stone Cold coming out and giving someone a stunner. That's just, that's how it is. You know, it's, like I can't I can't imagine having not lived through that. Like were you watching then through the heyday? I can't remember. Oh no, I was 2003, so I was well past that. No. Okay, so like what how, what how does the stone cold nostalgia hit you? Like do does it connect at all or or oh, yeah. kind of just like yeah.
0: Yeah, cuz I mean he was still part of the shows for the most part as like the co-GM of Raw or the the sheriff of Raw or whatever. Yeah. So he was still like on TV. And I would look up clips online and they would play clips on TV of him from the older days. So, yeah, even though I didn't experience the uh, the mania, no pun intended, of Steve Austin in his heyday, you know, 1999 in real time, I still grew to like him, you know, as a character. And I still yeah. grew to understand why he became such a, a massive, massive, massive deal. Absolutely.
2: Yeah, I remember, like, I have this distinct memory of after WrestleMania 17, when Austin turns heel. I have this distinct memory after the show. I had this, like, I had this necklace. And I think it was pewter. It was like a pewter Steve Austin skull. Like, it had Austin 316 on the side. And I wore it whenever I watched the shows and stuff. And after he turned heel, I remember being in the bathroom, holding it over the toilet, (laughs) just thinking about flushing it because I felt just so betrayed betrayed and like I want to I think I knew that wrestling was fake by then I want to say I did but it's like it still it got me and eventually I settled on no I'm not going to flush it I don't want to break the toilet not just Hang on, maybe he's he's not gonna be healed. And this is a cool necklace. I should keep this. It was no. I don't want to break the toilet. I also didn't throw it away. So like I don't. I must have just fully talked myself out of it. But I know for sure my child logic was, don't break the toilet. You'll get in trouble. <laughs> so yeah, that one. That's like I. As much as I love WrestleMania seventeen, that is my like. That's the memory for me. It's after the show. Is. <laughs> It's <laughs> just feeling so betrayed. It's it's much the same with uh Hogan turning heel. I remember being what was I four years old, bawling my eyes out. Cause Hulk Hogan turned his back on all the little Hulkamaniacs. <laughs> it was that all over again. Holding your little
0: Hulkamaniac shirt over the toilet. You yep. let me down, Hulkster. Why? Tell me why, <laughs> damn it. <laughs> <laughs>
2: And then uh, I also wanted to talk about Stone Cold's uh Glass Shatters theme by Disturbed. <laughs>
0: That you will stop I'll let you live a little bit with the pain and I bring You know it's only the beginning Stop up Cause you're the next one and I'm about to kill You don't believe it but I'm bidding That you will stop No I'll let you live a little bit with the pain Then I bring You know it's only the beginning I'm an
2: I, like this. I, a lot of people crap on it. I love this version of his theme. It's great. Like I, I was a big Disturbed fan growing up. Disturbed was my first concert. Uh, I went to see them the day before I went into eighth grade, and we got. I was in. I was in the fan club. I got to meet them. They were all super nice. And so it's just, I didn't and I didn't even know Disturbed the band then. It was just, oh, Stone Cold's got a new theme. It's, it's a cool version of it. And then later, years later, I kind of put the pieces together. It's like, hey, wait a minute. Disturbed did that theme?
0: I know that voice. I know those animal noises, right?
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was very much one of those moments of, oh my God, they did this. But yeah, so it's just like, even when they changed up his theme, it was, I still loved it. And it was still kind of just, Tied into my taste in music and wrestling and all that stuff, so it was awesome. And again, I can't like Stone is probably my all time favorite. Like I, I don't have besides the you've got the Rock matches and the the Bret Hart match, obviously, but I don't really have that many other like oh this is like five star classic, but it's just all the other stuff surrounding him. Like he was just so good at like. Just being a wrestler, you know, he was just so good at being a character and being memorable. Yeah, I can't like he's any again. Anytime you hear glass break, burner 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 burner, like just that instantly goes through your brain.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think a lot of Austin fans are in the same boat where it's not about necessarily the matches; it's more about the overall package, and I think the theme is. A pretty big part of that that package and that legacy. You know, you think of Austin, you think of the glass shattering, you think of the guitar riff, the crowd going nuts, you know, Jr. screaming Austin, Austin. <laughs> you know, that's part of the whole deal, really, with him. And to this day, that song still elicits like the biggest pops in a wrestling show. Yeah, I mean, look at Mania this year. Like, who got a bigger pop than Stone Cold when that theme hit? You know, and and I'll be honest, even the cold-hearted cynic that I can be about WWE most of the time i enjoyed that match with kevin yeah you know it was full of plunder and smoke and mirrors as it would be and kevin took 95 percent of the bumps but austin took a few too and you know for a 57 year old steve austin who hasn't done anything beyond just a stunner in like what 20 years or whatever you know be that as it made was what it was uh (laughs) what it was was a very nice moment for everybody involved kelly
2: yeah, I mean, hell, he took that uh, ridiculous suplex bump on the floor for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> and I, and no matter what bump he was taking, it was going to be better than uh, Vince's stunner, which... Oh, yeah. Please let that be the last one he ever takes. <laughs> yeah, it was like uh,
0: Vince was coated in butter. Yeah. And Austin was trying to hang on to him. God damn it, you slippery <laughs> bastard. Stay with me. God damn it.
2: <laughs> yeah, like I... And I really think, like, if Stone Cold's theme, if I had to rank wrestling themes, it's probably number one for me. Just, like, I can't think of anything else that just uh, immediately elicits such, like, just a happy feeling for me. It's just like, oh, yeah, this is why I love wrestling. This is is everything here. This is, it encompasses all of it. And it's, like, it's hard to explain. Because, you know, it's just something you feel. It's, like... You can't really explain like how you smell or how you breathe. You just you do it. That's how (laughs) that's how you go through life. And that's just part of Stone Cold Steve Austin's theme. All of a sudden it just it gives you the warm and fuzzies of just like here. This is your childhood. This is everything you love about wrestling. This is all your favorite things all crammed into one. And it all triggers when you hear glass break.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's an obvious pick, of course, but I can't blame you for it. It does give you the, the warm and fuzzies when it hits. Um, even sometimes when it hits and it's uh, David Draymond just yelling at you, I'm bringing the lemon inside <laughs> you. I, I do like that one too. I can't lie. Yeah. But um but you I know. Am remi- we're really
2: all just down with the sickness.
0: We are. We are. Yes. Ooh. Ah. 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 Of course. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but I am reminded of a story that Kevin Steen once told on the Kevin Steen Show to Jimmy Jacobs one time, where when he was younger and playing with his wrestling figures, he wanted to uh, replicate Austin's entrance. But instead of like singing the song or playing it off an album, what he did was he took like a ceramic mug. And he threw it against the wall, hoping it would shatter, but the wall wasn't brick, it was like a regular wall, so it just bloop, got stuck in the wall and just stayed there. And the kicker is like, Okay, you think Kevin is like, I don't know, five or six or whatever and Kevin goes, I was seventeen and Jimmy Jacobs like pretty much does a spit take right then and there. So that's a that, that's a story I always think of when I think of like Kevin Steen and, and Steve Austin.
2: Yep, that's yeah, now that you mention it I've heard that and just Think of how many stories like that, like a dude like Matt Cardona must have. <laughs> yeah, I remember when I was a kid when we moved uh, from our apartment to the house. At one point, you know, we we're just yeah, you, you throw away a bunch of shit when you move. That's just how it goes. And we had some sort of framed picture or something. And I remember just the dumpster was open, and I just chucked it in there just so I could break the glass, <laughs> just cause. <laughs> and as I remember, cause. Now that I think about it, the gar- the dumpster wasn't open. One of my friends was holding it open and almost just got his face probably slashed up with <laughs> a shower of broken glass that was like maybe two, three inches away from his face. <laughs> I mean, it would have been worth it. it would just, I, always, I was like, I'm sorry about your face, but I got to make the glass shatter. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: man. Oh, man. All right, that's going to do it for this episode of Music of the Match. Thank you so much for listening, and Kelly, thank you so much for being here. This was a lot of fun as usual.
2: Yeah, no, this was awesome. This was a lot of fun. Thank you so much for having me. Of course, yeah. Uh, any plugs you want
0: to give, go right ahead.
2: Uh, Yeah, so be sure to listen to the bi-weekly Joshi podcast on the Voices of Wrestling podcast network, Jumping Bomb Audio. Uh. As I'm talking right now, we're going to record tomorrow talking about all of the insane amount of shows that happened over Golden Week. Uh, Taylor and I are... We're still trying... We've got like a list of shows we need to clear through today before we record tomorrow to get <laughs> through everything. So, yeah. There's a lot. We're going to have a whole lot to cover, so make sure you listen to that. Uh, and just every other week, uh, we do I think we do a great show. And then on Tuesday nights live on YouTube. I record the panels on pages podcast with uh, some of my friends. We kind of, it started off as just like a pop culture show. And now we kind of just bullshit about our weeks and talk about whatever movies and stuff we've seen recently. It's a lot of fun. I think if you like wrestling, we recently talked about uh, the state of AEW, but uh, prior to that, we talked about my buddy Lee's body horror as he's going through having to get a chunk of his P-tube replaced. Ew. So if, you, if any of that sounds fun, uh, listen to that. Panels on pages on YouTube and all your favorite podcast uh, places to listen to things. So, yeah, uh, Andrew, thank you again for having me on. This was so much fun.
0: Oh, you're very welcome. Always a pleasure. Always a pleasure. And uh, Music of the Mat is, of course, part of the Voices of Wrestling Podcast Network, just like Jumping Bomb Audio. You can find all the great podcasts on there at voicesofwrestling.com. Follow the show on Twitter at Music of the Mat. Follow me on Twitter at Andrew T. Rich. Voices of slash Discord for all discussions and comments. Voices of Wrestling.com slash donate. For all donations, just click the big donate button beneath the name Music of the Mat or Jumping Bomb Audio, either one. If you donate, hey, thanks so much. You're awesome. And, of course, rate, review, subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and many other places. Uh, Kelly, thank you again, and I'll see you around. See you next time. All right. For Kelly Harris, I'm Andrew Rich, and I'll see you next time on Music of the Mat. Take care, guys.